0: Welcome to the Life on Word podcast. I am the host, Bailey Brown. Through this podcast, I hope you fall more in love with God's Word as it is properly understood. If you want to dig deeper into Scripture and see the big picture of God's story, you are in the right place. In these episodes, I want you to see how deep and wide Scripture is and what a joy it is to study God's Word. Life on Word exists to encourage you to build all of your life on the Word of God because it is the only worthy foundation. For more resources relating to studying the Bible, theology, and discipleship, check out baileylbrown.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Life on Word podcast. Today we're going to start looking at Matthew chapter 22. We spent three episodes going through chapter 21 where Jesus entered into Jerusalem, cleansed the temple, and confronted the religious leaders in the temple. Chapter 22 is a continuation of the conversation between Jesus and the religious leaders. Jesus will continue telling them parables that relate to the judgment they will experience for rejecting Jesus and failing to lead the people of Israel. I will read through verse 14 for today, and then we'll break it down. With that, we'll get started. And again Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Again he sent other servants, saying, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you can find. And those servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot, and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. So, thinking back to chapter 21, when the religious leaders confronted Jesus about his authority to be doing the things he was doing, Jesus first asked them about the ministry of John the Baptist. When they did not have a good response, Jesus started teaching through parables in a way that made it clear that He was pronouncing judgment on them for their failures. The first parable was about the father and his two sons. The father had called the sons to go and work, and only one ended up working while the other was disobedient. In the second parable, Jesus told the story of the landowner and tenant farmers. Every time the landowner sent someone to his land to collect what was harvested, the tenant farmers either abused or killed the messenger. When the landowner sent his own son, they killed him as well. This story had an obvious parallel with Jesus and what was to come for him, as well as for those who had rejected him and would soon kill him. Now, looking at the beginning of chapter 22, Jesus launches into a third parable about a wedding banquet. Just as the previous parable about the landowner and his son was clearly about Jesus, this parable about a king throwing a wedding banquet for his son would have been easily recognizable as relating to the arrival of the Messiah and God's kingdom. Interestingly, this parable is only recorded in this context in Matthew, but a similar parable in a different context of Jesus' ministry is recorded in Luke chapter 14. Looking at the parable itself, think of it as having three sections. First, it tells of those who will be judged for rejecting the king's invitation to the wedding banquet. Then the story turns to a description of those who were invited to the party to replace those initially invited. Finally, the story ends with what seems to be a strange twist, but teaches a lesson about the requirements for those at the party. We will look in more detail at the nature of the parable and then determine what the true meaning Jesus was pointing to through this story. Jesus begins with the often repeated phrase, the kingdom of heaven is like, before launching into the story. He tells of a king that had invited people to his son's wedding banquet, but had received no response from them. Apparently, the king reaches out to these people multiple times to request their presence at this event. Yet, they refuse each time, giving trivial excuses for things they have to do that day, such as matters of farming and business. This kind of refusal would have been unheard of at this time, and an incredibly disrespectful way to treat the king. To make things worse, others that were invited actually abused and killed the king's servants that had delivered the message. In response, the king was angered and severely punished them by death and destruction. You may be thinking that this is already a strange story, but if you recall Jesus' other parables throughout his ministry, they often are strange and usually go beyond cultural norms. The purpose of this is to make Jesus' underlying message clear. The parables urge the listener to ponder the story and think about the deeper meaning. Though this parable isn't as explicit as the last one about the tenants and the landowner's son, It is clearly an allusion to Israel and the destruction that the nation will face as a result of their rejection of the Messiah. Jesus is likely looking to the near future when Jerusalem is destroyed in 70 AD. You see, the people who had been invited to the wedding party for the king's son were Israel's current leaders that were rejecting Jesus' message about the arrival of the kingdom of God. The great party of the arrival of the Messiah was something that the people had waited so long for. The messengers that the king sent to hand-deliver invitations are like the prophets throughout Israel's history that the people have rejected their message or abused and killed them. Coming to the second part of the story, we see that when the king's invitation is rejected by the people, the king sends servants out into the street to invite as many people to the party as they can. Matthew records this by saying that the servants went out into the roads and gathered all whom they found, both good and bad. So then the wedding hall was filled with guests. Can you guess who Jesus is really talking about here? If those who rejected the invitation were the religious leaders of Israel, then the ones who are now invited are the people that have freely responded to Jesus's message. Through Jesus, God has sent out His messengers to anyone and everyone—the sinners, the tax collectors, prostitutes, the blind, lame, afflicted—anyone. And we see that this time, the people respond by coming to the wedding feast, by accepting Jesus' invitation into the kingdom. Think about how throughout his ministry, Jesus has time and again emphasized that it is not the externally clean ones that think they have it all figured out who are invited into the kingdom. Rather, it is the sinners, the ones who recognize their helplessness and are willing to accept the grace of God. These are the ones who end up at the wedding party. They may be undeserving and unworthy, but they are taking the king up on his offer of grace. Now looking at the last part of the parable, we read of a guest who comes to the wedding but is not wearing the proper clothing appropriate for the occasion. The king sees this and, addressing him as friend, asks how he got into the wedding not wearing the right clothes. It is implied that the man had the proper clothing available to him, likely provided by the king himself as he invited so many off the streets, but the man did not put his on. The man gave no answer, so the king told his servants to bind him and throw him into outer darkness. So, once again, the story gets pretty strange, making it clear that we should be thinking about what Jesus really means by this. What Jesus is pointing to is the accountability that each person has in their response to Jesus' invitation. Everyone must decide whether they will accept or reject Jesus' invitation to follow him and inherit the kingdom. An appropriate response to Jesus' invitation is to accept and then totally realign one's life around the ways of Jesus. This means coming as you are, but not staying as you are. The king had reached out to anyone and everyone on the streets, inviting them, but he didn't want them to stay as they were. He wanted them to be transformed into proper wedding guests. It is the same with God. He invites all of us to accept Jesus' call, and what should naturally follow is a transformed, healed life. Any other kind of response to Jesus' invitation is not a proper one, just as the man not willing to dress in the wedding clothing was not a proper way to act in the king's company. Jesus concluded the parable by saying, Many are called, but few are chosen. All are invited into the kingdom of heaven, an invitation to follow God's will and God's ways. But not all will respond appropriately. The leadership of Israel had been part of God's chosen people for generations as He had made a covenant with them, but their privilege was lost because of their hard-heartedness towards Jesus' invitation. As a result, God begins to open the gates to the kingdom to all peoples. We will see this continue to play out as we see the birth of the church and the coming down of the Holy Spirit to abide in believers. Okay, we've made it to a stopping point in chapter 22, so now we'll wrap up and look at some application based on today's reading. A great lesson from this parable is that God's forgiveness bestowed upon us should always lead to a changed heart and a changed life. God's love comes after us in powerful ways, not only to save us, but also to sustain us. He hates the way that sin affects our lives and the lives of the people around us. And if he is a good God, as we believe him to be, he cannot let that sin continue unchecked. He wants to transform our hearts into clean vessels through which he can continue to bless the world. God's kingdom is marked by love, mercy, holiness, and justice. If we, as members of the kingdom, are unwilling to pursue these things, just as the man at the party was unwilling to wear the appropriate clothing— then we are making it clear that our hearts are not in the right place. We must partner with the Spirit by asking Him to change us so that we are aligned with the ways of Jesus. This is not a one time event, but rather a lifestyle of opening ourselves to God and allowing Him to change us. Today we began our study of Matthew chapter 22. We read of Jesus' parable of the wedding banquet, learning more about the heart of God and the nature of the kingdom. We also saw how this was a pronouncement against Israel and the religious leaders for rejecting Jesus and that Jesus was looking forward to the beginning of the church, the people that would continue bringing God's kingdom to earth after Jesus' resurrection and ascension. In the next episode, we will continue to read of Jesus' interactions with the religious leaders. This time, it will be about paying taxes and about resurrection. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and leave a rating or review. Check out the episode description to see the source materials I studied for this episode. Until next time.